0: Welcome back to the Starbase Indie Podcast, where we talk to and about people who are inspired by Star Trek or science fiction to work towards hopeful futures in the real world.
1: I'm Dan, uh, Dan McGlawn. I uh, operate Mm Eclipse2024.org. And the site has as its primary function to get information and visual educational resources out to everyone, Um, you know rank and file normal everyday individuals who just want to know about the eclipse you know when where what how what's it going to look like and all the way up to you know the eclipse geeks like me who travel around the world to see them and really need good tools to uh you know to plan their their uh, their activities but also libraries museums and schools who have a vested interest in fact a mandate to um, you know, to support uh, education, knowledge, uh, and uh, the the advance, the evangelism of eclipsism to their their patrons and students and, and members. Um, so, I've seen fifteen total eclipses. I do all my own eclipse calculations. My background is math from Purdue, boiler up, and <laughs> i I've been doing my own eclipse calculations for twenty years. Um, and I uh, have refined the techniques a lot to be able to produce some of the things on the site that are just being used everywhere, uh, featured on Astronomy Magazine, Sky and Telescope Magazine, and even System.nasa.gov. I was happy about that.
0: Nice. nice. I'll shut
1: up and let you ask a question now.
0: <laughs> so how did you first get interested in eclipses?
1: I've been interested in astronomy since I was a little kid, Like, like, you know. Little kid. Everybody loves space. Right. Well, I, I geeked out on it and, um, you know, voraciously read every possible thing I could imagine. And I've actually developed an astronomy curriculum that is that is visual and hands on and interactive uh, subtitled things I wish I had when I was uh, 10 to, to help learn these concepts. And so when there was an eclipse there's eclipses, you know, you know, pretty much all the time, but you gotta travel to them. And I was mm-hmm. too young in 70 and 72. I wasn't really too young, but my parents didn't really. So my first experience with an eclipse was in uh uh the partial in eighty-six, but I actually traveled to my first one in ninety-one. Uh, just mm-hmm. I had a job where I traveled a lot. I had a lot of miles, and I said, Hey, let's there's an eclipse. We can go to Puerto Vallarta and we can we can see an eclipse. And it was a it was amazing. It was it was life-changing, and, and I, I vowed to see as many as I could, and I certainly have not seen as many as some people. I know 15 seems rather obsessive, but in any room of eclipse chasers, I'm average. Mm-hmm. So I know someone who has seen 37 total eclipses. And for that, you have to start young, be old, and don't miss any.
0: <laughs> so. Right, and when you say 37 total eclipses, that doesn't mean a total of 37 eclipses. That means 37 eclipses that were a complete eclipse we
1: own that's yes, right this guy <laughs> will actually this guy will rent a fishing boat in hong kong and will go out in the ocean uh you know with nothing but a life preserver and some spam and we'll see an eclipse i mean this guy literally will show up anywhere and he there were three people who were tied for the most uh sadly one of them has departed and another one of them has uh got some health issues and is is not chasing currently so mm-hmm. um So uh, this other gentleman is now the world leader as if it's a contest because every eclipse is wonderful. And if you've seen one, you know, you know what I mean? So just see another one. And if you haven't seen one, you really owe it to yourself. This is literally the coolest thing. I mean, I've seen stuff that is, is, I've been very, very fortunate, uh, very privileged and and very honored to be able to do a lot of things in my life and uh, well me and American express. Um, But (laughs) Um, a total eclipse is simply the most wonderful, amazing thing you'll ever see. So.
0: What's so amazing about it? Talk about the experience a little bit.
1: So first of all, it's the build up to it um, for years. Like we plan our lives. we know exactly where we I knew where I was going to be on August eleventh nineteen ninety nine ever since you know the first eclipse that I saw. And there's so there's a build up over months, but then there's a build up of the day. A total eclipse is not something that you just. Oh, well, I guess it's time to go, and we walk outside, and we. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, what's next? That's not it at all. It is an event. It is. It is a. It is a. Uh, just everything you can possibly imagine of a buildup of just. Okay, you you arrive the night before. You check the weather. You make sure everything's going to be good. You're there the morning of. You've got thousands of people that'll converge in the path, and 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 you you walk around. You talk to them. It's a social event then you know you're 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 watching to see you know the progress of it and and in the last you know 20 15 minutes the dynamic of the situation gets different it it appears strange otherworldly everything you can imagine from from the color of the sky to the insects and birds to the temperature to the shadows on the ground to just the general buzz of excitement and and that leads up to you know, the last minute or so is is really stunning and then totality hits people just go nuts and crazy and they, they they run video cameras and then they can't play it for anybody because of all the stuff they they shouted um it's it, it's 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 emotional it's intellectual it's spiritual it's financial it's it, it 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 challenges you and it and it stimulates you and it rewards you on so many levels that the first thing when it's over. Oh my God, that was so cool. When's the next one? I've got to mm-hmm. see it. And that's a general statement from first timers. And it's so amazing how universal that is. And some people get hooked and then they try to see everyone they can. So So
0: uh for people who are looking forward to the next eclipse and, and the one that is on my radar. There may be others before this. Is the one in April of 2024 because that will go right over my house. So I don't actually, I actually can just walk outside and be like, "Hey, look you there!" You really can look look from my window right here. But um, but so, if people are preparing for that eclipse, what is the top advice you have for people?
1: Well, first of all, uh, you know, learn everything you can about it to the level that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You don't have to you know, become an astronomer or a mathematician or a scientist. You, you can just read about other people's experiences. You can make sure that you're available at the right time, that you've got the kids out of school, that, you know, you, you have your viewing site set up and, and that you understand the rules for eye safety so that you can watch it safely, which is the most important thing. And we can talk about that. That's a real important topic. Um, but uh, there's so much information out there uh, that it's just almost impossible. In fact, in 2017, we were very, very worried as a, an Eclipse community. And yes, there is one. Um, sure. We, we, well, of course, I mean, there's a group for everybody. We call ourselves Umbrophiles, lovers of the shadow. Umbrophiles, nice. That's, that's the word. And I'm sorry that it's Latin and Greek, uh, Umbra Mator or whatever the thing would be in Greek. I forget how to say shadow in Greek. It's probably for the best. Um, it's umbra file is a really cool word and it uh, is a cool word yeah glenn schneider coined that uh way back in the 70s so um he's uh uh he is one of us so we um we plan our lives and 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 we were worried about how are we going to make sure that 300 and whatever million people watch this safely Mm -hmm. how do we get the message out and and it got out well enough uh, we that was one thing we patted ourselves on the back for that every every person it seems understands if they don't know anything else about eclipses they know that you can't look at the sun without eye protection and and that is usually in the form of eclipse glasses which i should have some lying around um they are very inexpensive unless you buy them on eclipse day um they're they're, they're sure. they, they look like a toy but they are not. The, the, the lens material that, that goes over your eyes so that you can watch is extraordinarily specialized. Uh, there is an ISO standard for it. There are labs mm-hmm. that, that test for it. There is only one lab that I trust, and that is the lab run by Dr. Ralph Chu. He is the person who wrote the ISO standard for it, uh, an eclipse chaser who is happens to be an optometrist, a professor of mm-hmm. optometry. So he knows everything there is to know. He's the world's leading expert on eye safety. That's why the only glasses and anybody can print the certification, but when you get them from a reputable source and the AAS uh, American astronomical society publishes a list of approved manufacturers and vendors. And so the only ones I've ever used and the ones that I offer on my site are, uh, of course, coming from the two main manufacturers, the only people that you should trust. And, um, check out that list and make sure that whoever you get yours from is on that list.
0: And you do have them for sale on your, on your website. And, and it looks like you're saying they're very expensive. I'm trying to look it up right now and see. Um,
1: So if you want, oh yeah,
0: they're like three bucks a piece. Well,
1: if you get three, if you get get $3 a piece, if you're a yeah. And you want a thousand, you know, they're going to be in the forty cents a piece. And if you yeah, want yeah. fifty thousand, they're going to be in the thirty cent. They can't get much lower than that, unless you right. get them from China. And if you get them from China,
0: you're not I really mean, getting what you. Yeah, pretend. I, perhaps. I mean,
1: yeah. I don't. I can't say anything. I'm sure that. I, well, you know, I don't know. I I wouldn't do it myself. That that's just. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's just me. um There were some issues in 2017 with people, uh, procuring glasses and then finding out they may not be certified. And I mean, it's just, it's kind of just not worth taking a chance on. So. Yeah. uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That makes sense. I will definitely have to get a supply since the totality. But it's
1: not just having them. It is knowing how to use them. Okay. So
0: talk about how to use them.
1: Well, you don't put them on, wear them and walk around. They're too dark. You'll run into things that mean that okay. you can't see anything. The only things that you can see through correct approved glasses, because there are ones that are too dark. They, they, they copied the material and it's just black and you can't see anything. And then there are some that are not dark enough. Um, you should be able to see the sun. You should be able to see the filament of an incandescent light bulb if you can still find one. And you should be able to see, yeah. And you should be able to see the the arc of an arc, a welding torch. Uh, those things are bright enough that, in fact, that's why welders wear eye protection. And in fact, you could use welding glass eye protection. It's very expensive. You have to get the right stuff. And welders have gone now to a. This is really digressing a little. Welders have gone to a a material that, uh, when it senses bright light, it brightens up but i I, there have been studies that 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 we we kind of don't want that because it takes time for that to darken up and and we Mm -hmm. don't want you to be looking at things while you're doing plus if you drop them they break and they're expensive so you know eclipse glasses are available everywhere just just they're cheap just get them don't fold them up don't put them on and wear them put them around your neck on a lanyard (laughs) And um, you know you're 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 doing your thing before the eclipse, talking to people, uh, kind of getting excited, everything. The the buzz in the air is building, and then every once in a while, you want to look up and check the progress. You always want to put the glasses on and then look and hold them, because if you do this, uh, you know the wind may may take them off your face, and that would right. be bad. And that so would just be bad. You're just gonna hold them. And 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 you want to watch for first contact when that first itty bitty little bite gets taken out of the sun, and then you you'll you'll look away and you'll put them down, and every once in a while, oh, you know, let's see how the moon's doing, and uh, yep, it's moving, and you're watching the moon moving in its orbit around mm-hmm. the earth. It's 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 one of the only times you can see that. Um, you could see it during a, an occultation if the moon is covering up a star, and then it could, that's kind of uh, you know unimpressive and it happens at three o'clock in the morning so you, you, you mm-hmm. know, people don't want to do it but in during an eclipse you're actually watching the moon move and, and I can show you on the simulator how we we uh, we uh, visualize that um, but you're going to watch the the progress of it and anytime it's not total you, mm-hmm. you have to use eclipse glasses and that includes up to the, the the last sliver as you're watching it and then when everything is gone um, you can look at the totally eclipsed Sun without it. in fact if you try to use eclipse glasses to look at the totally eclipse sun, so you won't see anything because it's not right. very so that's when you don't use it but the because the, the moon is covering up the sun so there's no dangerous part of the sun because the moon is covering it all mm-hmm. um, but the moon does keep moving and then the eclipse is over whoosh, that real bright first bailey's bead comes out the diamond ring effect and then you you have to start you have to use them again and then after that, nobody cares because the rest is anticlimactic and uh, people taking pictures might care. But uh, just always make sure, protect, watch, unwatch, unprotect. And, you know, don't walk around with them. Don't use them if they've been folded or you know, there's pinholes in them or creased or anything. They, mm-hmm. You don't want that because that that gives an area on the lens where the protection is not going to be good. And and that that's not good for your eyes. So anyway, uh, long diatribe, but uh, but there you go.
0: So um, I looked up on your website for where I live and it shows the, the C1, the V and the C2 numbers. So ah. tell me what, I, I think I can guess what they mean, but it's probably better if you just tell me.
1: So CX is contact number. There are always more okay. contacts and it's easier to show this but uh, we are, we are um, uh, talking right now, so I'll mm-hmm. just describe it. The, yeah, and,
0: and the podcast I always put out in audio. But if I can get you to come to Starbase Indy, then you can show people all your pretty pictures.
1: I will do that. Fantastic. Um, so the first contact is when the moon's disk, which you can't see, right? Because it's right next to the sun and, and the moon doesn't give off its own light. It's new moon, so you never can see it. Um,
0: okay.
1: When that disk first touches the disk of the sun and that first itty bitty teeny tiny little bite gets taken out of the sun's disk so that is c1 that is first contact and it's always a challenge to be the first person to see that if you have binoculars or if you have a telescope it's a lot easier but we like to use our eyeballs because first of all you cannot use the eclipse glasses with binoculars or telescope. Do not use the eclipse glasses with any other ocular device other than the one you were born with in your head your eyes that's the only thing you can use them with.
0: Oh, so I I might have thought that you could put the binoculars over top of the eclipse glasses why won't that work.
1: Because if the binoculars let's say you put the eclipse glasses in front of the binoculars they're not big enough to cover the limbs sure. and they could slip and you're not and then that would be a problem because the binoculars right. are magnifying right so any then it's take or any little slip or any little oops is mm-hmm. immediately magnified and is is so much worse as bad as looking at the sun is that's devastatingly bad so i mean mm-hmm. if there's levels of bad um do not put the eclipse glasses in front if you must use binoculars or a scope they do make solar filters that will go over them mm-hmm. um i don't sell them rainbow symphony certainly does all the thousand oaks does all the major uh you know op, uh, celestron mead they all sell them and you'll you'll know if you have them because you you spent a lot of money for them and they were extra and there you go and there they are right. if you use those please do two things Use Velcro to make sure they stay on Uh (laughs) and attach a little string to them and tape it to the body of the binoculars so that you can flick them off easily. They'll stay they'll stay hanging there. You can look Mm -hmm. at the total eclipse sun through binoculars, which, yes, you can do as long as it's total. Right. Um, because it's no brighter than the moon, it's not going to hurt your eyes, and it's beautiful through binoculars. Oh my goodness! And then when the eclipse is over, of course, you're not using the binoculars anymore. You you, you don't have to fish around and hunt for them. They're mm-hmm. just hanging there, and you can put them right back on. Use the Velcro, make sure they're affixed, and then and then you're good to go again. So, don't use them in front of the lenses. Don't use them behind the lenses because what are they doing to the light? They're magnifying it. Those eclipse glasses are meant to protect you from the uh, unmagnified uh, sun. So if you're magnifying, you're, they're just like the poor little ants with the magnifying glass. You're going to burn a hole through them. And then guess what happens then?
0: That's no good.
1: That's that's that yeah, it's going to ruin your eclipse experience. Do not use eclipse glasses. <laughs> and perhaps with your any, vision
0: for the rest of your life. With <laughs> it, perhaps.
1: Yes. Per, don't use eclipse glasses with anything other than your eyeballs, please. Um, okay what were we talking about
0: <laughs> so uh as i as i look at the numbers on the on the
1: C- so it looks c1.
0: like yeah so c1 is when the moon first touches it and then there's That's a number the in the middle
1: yeah that is the that is the external tangent point where the <laughs> two circles the two discs of, of the moon and the sun are uh, are externally tangent then the moon is slightly bigger than the sun, apparently from the Earth. Uh, as as we view it from the Earth, the moon is close enough. Its apparent angular size mm-hmm. is slightly larger than the sun. If it weren't, we wouldn't have a total eclipse. And then we would right, have the right. by October 14th. So we'll talk about that. But uh, the moon is going to cover the sun. And the moment that it covers the last bit of it, that is a, a, an internal tangent. That there, it, now it's covering everything. That is second contact. That is the beginning of totality. Those two numbers are the most important ones, and because you know websites have to be optimized for phone, those really are the, the ones we wanted to include. I mean, you're going to know when C3 happens because it's the eclipse is over, and then nobody cares about C4. If you care about those, they are those numbers are on the resources pages. So. so
0: yeah there's a there's it looks like there's a duration of like four and a half minutes is that how long the totality is
1: it depends on where you are located okay yeah heavily on where you're the the eclipse can range from a maximum of yeah it's four minutes and something down to zero Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: if you're at the edge of the path of totality or if you're outside um there is no totality uh, so, so that is dependent on your location. And and so again, and, and it's C3 minus C2, you know, converted to minutes and seconds. Because C3 is when the eclipse is over. The moon has moved on. And now we have an internal tangent point at the other spot where the moon's disk is now leaving. And, and now the sun is uncovered again. And we have the, the partial phases are starting up again. The total phases are over. So C3 minus C2 is the duration. And then right in the middle of that, uh, possibly not the mathematical average, but somewhere in the middle of that, because of the geometry of the situation, uh, is what we call mid-eclipse, and that's that's the middle point of the eclipse, surprisingly enough. And then it keeps going, and then the last point where the where the last bite is and the moon's completely left the sun is C4, fourth contact. Then the eclipse is over, and everybody's all cool, but nobody usually watches C4. Um, they're usually... Um, completely doing something else by then, unless they're taking pictures of the whole sequence. So um, I happen to have an LLC, which I may turn into a, a, a an establishment that you might imagine what kind of an establishment. And I call it Fifth Contact. And that's the name of my company.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> there has to be a fifth, con- like a 19th hole where you go after the game. Where you, you go, go after, yeah, that
0: makes sense.
1: So contact. so there you um, go. I, I thought it was cute.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So what's the number that's a V?
1: The V is, for some reason, it's always called V. That's what astronomers call it. I don't know what else to call it. It is the place on the sun's disk where first contact happens.
0: So oh, okay.
1: You can't see the moon and you don't know where it is until you already can see it. And by then it's too late. That is the spot if the if the sun's face were, were a clock dial. So if it says 12 o'clock, you know that the first contact little bite is going to be right at the top of the sun's disc as you're looking at it. So you know where to look for it.
0: Okay. So as I look at the numbers for um, for my city, it starts at like 1351 and the, the V1 is 1351 and then uh, C2 is 1506. So that's like... An hour and fifteen minutes for it to go yeah. from first touch to totality.
1: That's right, and that's about right if you think about it. Uh, and I know I'm i interrupting you. I'm sorry, but no, 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 no.
0: That was a, that was my question. You're interrupting. Your, your
1: audience may find this to be of interest because it's extraordinarily simple back of the napkin calculation. Mm-hmm. If the moon and the sun are about the same size, and they're both about a half a degree in diameter in in uh, you know angular size as we look, thirty minutes of, of arc then if they have to in a month, if they have to go around 360 degrees, um, then there's 30 days in a month. So that's 12 degrees per day. And if, he, if they're a half a degree, that means that they're going to move their own, the moon's going to move its own diameter in about an hour, give or take. And so that confirms it, that that's about how long it takes to go from first touch to completely covering. Okay, no.
0: that's a very cool calculation. I wouldn't have. The real
1: math that. is a little bit more complicated. Yeah, the-
0: as it always <laughs> is. As it always I mean, is.
1: It's never. It's never exactly. But that's a back of the napkin. Uh, calculation. Yeah.
0: No, that's a great way to to explain it. So there's the process of watching the eclipse because they're really cool, but then I presume there are scientists who learn things during eclipses. What yes, kind of yes. stuff does science look to eclipses to understand?
1: Um, the nature of the corona is incredibly uh, not as well known as we would like. And there is ongoing research. One of the biggest, uh, I mean, and there are several things, coronal mass ejections, and then there's the study of the, um, you know, the prominences that can happen. And then there's the, there was the experiment in 1919 where they confirmed the theory of relativity by measuring the, the, how much the light from a star uh, grazing the sun's disc got bent. That was pretty cool, I wasn't there. But um, one of the main things that we don't know about the corona is why is the corona millions of degrees where the solar disc is only you know thousands of degrees? There's no reason that we can think of. Um, very difficult to image the corona and to do any kind of research at all Uh, except during a a total eclipse it is possible there are coronagraphs and there are now um, satellites out there at the uh, l2 and l3 points that that are pointing at and 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 can make an eclipse kind of a fake eclipse kind of like if you held your 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 hand up and blocked the sun out but you could still see the rays coming coming around it right right but during a total eclipse we can actually image we can we can see the corona and one of the um, cool experiments that I know of, um, it started out being an experiment, and it turned into, um, there's a, a Czech uh, professor, uh, uh, Miloslav uh, Druckmüller, and he takes the most amazing pictures of totality ever, and they started out as he was trying to see the very fine structure, detailed structure in the corona, and trying to um, measure what's going on during, during in, in the corona during totality. And it, uh, I, I've I've met him, and I have observed an eclipse with him. And I, his techniques were amazing. And now everybody does it, but that's always the way it is. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, why is the corona millions of degrees, and the sun's disk is only thousands of degrees? We don't know.
0: So we're trying to figure it
1: out, huh? Well, I'm not, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just watching. Me are.
1: <laughs> I can understand the experiments. I I. I um, I probably in another life, but but the, the thing is uh, people don't realize just what, what level these professionals are at any anything, at, at music, at, at flying an airplane, at, at doing research, the, the level of detail and the amount of uh, experience and insight and just just aptitude and work ethic that they have to bring to their craft is, is something that you know most people can't even comprehend. I, I certainly can't at, at some level. So um, there you go. That was a digression, too. Sorry. No, thinking, that's that's the point. I'm it's thinking
0: interesting of interesting things that you're passionate about.
1: People, people are passionate about every. I mean, there's people who, who I mean, they, they are experts at everything. I mean, I mean, materials engineering. How do you know that a building is going to stand up? Soil science. How do you know that crops are going to grow? You know, hitting a baseball. You know, how 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 on earth? How, how do you even think about doing that? Yeah. And, and, so anything you can name, there are people who've chosen to be the best at it. And those people are the ones that, uh, you know, they, they ask the questions that we would never think about. And then they they look for answers. So, you know, it's a good thing. I think.
0: Absolutely. It's kind of how we learn about the world. It, um, so are there eclipse related experiences that you haven't had yet that you're looking forward to?
1: I have not seen one in Antarctica. I would love to do that. Um I've had a couple of opportunities. I had an opportunity in 21 to see one in Greenland. Um it was a little bit of a mess.
0: 2021.
1: 2021. yeah.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit of a mess. Well,
1: it got it got coveted like everything right. else. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, who who could have foreseen that? But but so many so many things. Um the experiences that we have are amazing and wonderful. And I think eclipses are a metaphor for that. So many times, and if you think about your own vacation experiences, no matter where you were going, you look forward to it, you read the books, you think about it, what it, what's going to be like, it's going to be look forward to it. And then the minute you walk out your door to go and do it, you have experiences that you never could have thought about that, uh, you couldn't plan for, but those are always the stories and the memories that you share with other people, the things that you mm-hmm. never knew, you never knew. And that's why we walk, oh, I can't use that because that's copyrighted. Anyway, um, we, <laughs> we, we have to take chances and do things in life, sometimes even in spite of the fact that the, we, we might think that they're a little obsessive and over the top, because what comes out the backside, even if it's not perfect, is going to be interesting. And uh, I think eclipses are a metaphor for that. So go see one.
0: Yeah, I, I um, can relate to that, being involved in running an event. Uh, don't no know, don't know exactly what's going to happen, but you have to set up the circumstances. And, and even if people think you're obsessive, nobody's but ever you do. You have
1: bad. to walk out on stage. You've prepared, you've done yeah. all your stuff. You're, you're, you get a little nervous so that so that you're ready to go. And then you walk out on stage and you perform and whatever happens, happens. And, and you'll either have a great experience or a great story or both. Right. <laughs> so. Yep. 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 Um, so
0: you mentioned in our conversations that you are a fan of Star Trek. Does this oh, play into your love of eclipses and astronomy at all?
1: i think there's a connection because we all we all want to look at star trek and go you know i can just imagine the day when there's you know the transporter may be the most difficult thing but it's the most uh iconic it seems like in the in the star Mm -hmm. trek canon and you know thinking about all the people that that would put out of business completely Indeed. Um, but, But we all think that those things could happen but now look at the things that they visualized in 1966 you know we have communicators, mm-hmm. um, think of what the next generation, we, we have tablets. And when that came out, people were like, there's no way on earth. Now right. we're talking to computers and Lord help us, they're talking back, <laughs> they're writing yeah. our papers and they're doing our research and they're promising that they're not going to overtake us. Just you, you trust them, it's okay.
0: So what are your plans for the April 2024? Uh, Does it go right over your house?
1: It goes right over my house. I plan to travel to my to my front porch. Um, have I, you I, picked
0: I, out exactly where you're going to watch it from?
1: No, no, I haven't. Because it'll depend on the weather on that day. Um, it'll for either sure. be my backyard or my front yard. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to travel. If I were going to travel for this one, if I didn't live in the path, I would be in Mexico or Texas. Because mm-hmm. those have the best chances. But as we saw on April 8th this year, um uh, texas was clouded out um you had to be paris or texarkana uh and then north all the way to maine i mean in indiana ohio illinois they were perfect so mm-hmm. uh, who knows climate is what we expect but weather is what we get And right, we, right. Will, we will check it out and but i i do plan to see it in my in my yard no matter what because i i just want to experience an eclipse that i didn't have to buy a plane yeah to-
0: um so what happens then after this one you just move on to the next one your website is eclipse uh 2024
1: yeah i know i have other domains that i will probably leverage Ooh, i you. i can't imagine envision doing this again because literally everything in my life has been geared to this website for 2017 and then this website it's all i've done I mean, I did work a job, um, a nice job, but um, this is all I've really done full-time for the last, you know, 10 years. And I am, there will be a next thing. I don't know what that is. It could be the astronomy curriculum. It could be the entrepreneurial book that I write Mm -hmm. about my experiences. It could be uh, preparing in the simulator for the next eclipse. I know I want to do that. I have some ideas on, calculating the the, the limb uh, profile of the moon uh, using the LRO data, and I um, that's a big topic right now, and I have a bunch of ideas on how to refine that. It'll be a lot of work. Um, I have a couple of businesses, and you never know. I may just buy a tent and live in it for a couple of years. I don't know, uh, but Whatever it is, it'll be exciting and wonderful, and, and I'm looking forward to whatever whatever it is. But I'm not thinking about April 9th at this point. Yeah, I was just saying,
0: you figure that out on April 9th, or maybe April 10th, because I'm guessing you'll need a nap on the 9th.
1: There's plenty of things to do, plenty of time to sleep, and I, um, I'm i also a musician, and I will probably dive back into that and get a lot of the writing and the arranging that I haven't done uh, done with that so and that's an interesting thing i do think that a lot of people don't realize that math and science and music go together They're oh absolutely and yeah and, and uh, is that I, I, how did
0: you get how do they connect in kind of your work and in your life
1: um how do they connect so in my life i i i don't know if this is unique but i I consider math, even though it's not a human language, it is still a language. It's a formalism. And it is possible to become fluent in it by immersing yourself and speaking it enough. Just like it's possible to become fluent in any language by by speaking it enough. And music is the same thing. Music is an actual language. I truly believe that. I don't think it has the possi- the potential to, con- to convey... A, you know, as much detail as we can can gr- put into a sentence of English, but it has the potential to convey just about everything else. Um, there's music of all different types of things. And, and I consider myself to be fluent in it. My parents, uh, my dad put speakers in my, my crib. So when I was growing up, literally from birth, I was, I was exposed to English and music at the same time. Mm-hmm. I do not remember learning how to read music. I consider it to be a language. i I look at the page and I hear it. it, it just it's a it, and it's impossible to explain that to somebody except to use that analogy. If you look at a page, mm-hmm. you can read it silently to yourself. you can tell what it sounds like. you can you can sense form, structure, connections, um you know references the the, the entire thing and music is exactly the same. it just it just uses different kinds of sounds. so yeah um there you go because honestly language is an 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 audio uh, an uh, an oral au oral thing and writing came later much 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 later and so music is just kind of an extension of that in that all all human societies had language that we know of and there's no reason to believe that they didn't have language hundred thousand years ago and all societies appear to embrace music as well as a way to tell stories or to convey some of their their oral traditions. O or au. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, that's uh, oxygen or gold. That's kind of cool. There's there's a story in that somewhere.
0: Oh yeah, um,
1: yeah. Because oral and oral, yeah, with O and yeah, au. Yeah, they're on
0: homonyms. Yeah, that yeah that for could sure. Tie into
1: Isaac Asimov's Oremoglobin with the golden goose. If that mm-hmm. if you haven't read that one, that's good too. Um, the person that had the golden goose and their blood was 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 gold based it was orimoglobin instead of hemoglobin
0: interesting just just
1: brilliant just literally who would ever think of that
0: yeah (laughs) uh, that's the fun of science fiction right it's what playing with ideas
1: there you go. I Sure, at this point, you think I'm completely nuts and bonkers and all. No, way.
0: what I think but is, I is I that you connect- are you are my people.
1: <laughs> I see connections between everything. In fact, yeah? a book about that too. Um, Doug Hofstetter, who was a professor at IU forever, uh, wrote a book called "Girdle Escherbach and and mm-hmm. Eternal Golden Braid. And his his one of his theses his theses was that um, you know, and, and even the cover has the picture in one the light is shading uh, shadowing a g and here it's an e and here it's a b and he ties together math um art and music as though they are only three different projections of the same uh, innate truth that our brains uh, contain and I nice think it's brilliant it's i mean the, 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 he's brilliant but it, it's absolutely brilliant so um there are right, people you they- have conversations with. People you have conversations with that you think no matter what you come up with and you say to them, they've already thought of it and they have an answer. And no matter if you just try to escalate just one little bit, they'll escalate right above you. Not too far above you, but they they don't they always have another gear. They never run out of gears mentally. And that's just so amazing.
0: <laughs> it is what I have loved uh about fan run conventions because they tend to attract those kinds of folks. Uh, We've got a strong relationship with the Klingon language community and because the language folks are like, okay, so let's think about linguistics and let's think about how this completely alien culture would express this idea. And those conversations and those thought processes are really fun.
1: That's a great point because in in a in a in a society that is fundamentally that much different than ours, mm-hmm. um, the way that the Klingons, the way that the Ferengi would express a concept, uh, completely different. In fact, I'm waiting to see an economist write a book about the Ferengi um, e- economic system. Where does their wealth generation come from? Who do they yeah. pay taxes? I mean, that th- th- that is just that, there's got to be a Nobel Prize in that for someone.
0: <laughs> or at least a Hugo Award, right?
1: There would be, because if, if you can't, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, if you can't replicate Latinum, then, I mean, and you can't create it, and the government can't just print it, wh- how? Where where does wealth come from? Is it just, right? anyway, that's a totally different conversation.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, um, this is about the the April eclipse, and we we really didn't touch on the October fourteenth eclipse. So coming, there's up, an
0: October fourteenth eclipse. Yes,
1: there is, and it's an annular. It's a partial, and it's very important for that message. Because okay. Of- Really, really important. People are going to say, oh, well, this October 14th eclipse, this wasn't really cool. I really don't think I guess I've seen an eclipse and I don't care about April 8th. And that nothing could be further from the message that we need to deliver.
0: So what is it that people need to know about the October 14th
1: eclipse? October 14th is called an annular eclipse. Okay. this is a Saturday, so we don't have school issues to deal with. But we do have the same rules of viewing an eclipse. This eclipse is never going to be total for anyone on Earth. It is, it is going to be annular for people who are in the path of annularity, which is, which is uh, out west. But what happens is if the moon, the moon's orbit is not circular, it's elliptical. So mm-hmm. it, the moon could be farther away from the Earth during an eclipse and could appear slightly smaller. And so it does not cover the entire sun, even when the eclipse is, is, is at its fullest what we see then is a ring of sunlight around the moon the moon is is creating this 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 uh, black and it, and it it can get a little dark it can never get as dark as a total eclipse you won't see stars
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: you always have to use your eclipse glasses because there's mm-hmm. never going to be a time that all of the sun is not covered so here, in so it's called a ring of fire. It's an annular eclipse from the Latin word annulus, which means ring. And if you speak Spanish, anillo or ano in French, um, those words come from us. It. It's not annual, it's annular. And that means ring, not once a year, two totally different things.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: so you have to use your eclipse glasses. And here in Indiana, it's only going to be a partial eclipse. And it's not going to be that deep. In fact, it is very possible that people will read the news articles oh there's this thing going on there's this eclipse going on and then it will be a dud because they won't even know it's going on unless they have eclipse glasses and look at it because it's not going to be that deep here and they're going to say well because i saw that one and that one wasn't cool i i just don't care about april and that's entirely wrong the only thing these two experiences share is the word eclipse um and 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 that's like saying that you know a, a a Wagyu beef steak and and stale hamburger from McDonald's are both food. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 night and day, literally. So don't think that just because you were disappointed on October 14th that you have experienced all that an eclipse can give you. Because you haven't until you have seen totality, and that's the message for October. <laughs>
0: That makes sense and people might not even you know see that coming or notice it's it's happening but definitely
1: but the media will report that there's an eclipse going on they won't talk about how different it is because they don't really understand it themselves uh you know no right uh, no no offense but i mean if you're not a person you don't know about eclipses and so you think well eclipse eclipse and and the wrong message gets out and then all of a sudden And I've worried about this for years, that this October experience is going to lessen participation in April. And we are, we are, I am getting the message out. And if we can all get the message out, then the message will at least somehow have gotten out. Yeah. i'm, okay, I'm looking so at my I, calendar
0: for april 8th to go i went to go look and see what day of the week it is i'm like oh look i, I have it on my calendar with the times
1: it's a monday and, it's and a so monday a big push for schools to let out and almost universally schools in the eastern time zone are taking that day off or at least making it a half day because nice. they don't want to put their kids on the buses right as totality is happening that would be the worst possible imaginable thing to do from yeah. logistics point of view from safety point of view from education point of view it's just a bad bad idea i mean yeah that's like starving starving the kids for a week and then showing them all the food and then and then sending them home before they eat it you, you, no please don't do no that. don't do
0: that don't do that. Got it.
1: Well, starving kids is a bad idea. but uh, I,
0: in, Indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That does seem suboptimal.
1: Yeah, it is. Oh, there's one other thing. There are people who are not in the path specifically like uh, South Bend, most people in Fort Wayne, uh, Louisville, uh, Lafayette, those people are not in the path of totality yet they have very deep partial eclipses and a deep partial eclipse is very interesting mm-hmm. but not totality i i would be the first person uh, you know to say i i i respect your experience and your decision and that's why the simulator will show you exactly what it looks like you can make your own decision mm-hmm. you can't be in the path but there is an analogy we use for people who have a 99% Total eclipse or 99% partial eclipse. And they mm-hmm. think, well, I got 99% of it. There's a difference right. between eating 99% of a meal, you're full. Going 99% of the way to the restaurant, but not going in, you're hungry. So if you can smell the meal, if you're in the parking lot, yep. Bob, I went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, how'd you like the game? Well, I stayed in the parking lot. I didn't see the game, but I went to the Super Bowl. I went 99% of the way there. And that's not the same experience. So there you go.
0: So yes, you recommend not stopping 99% of the way to the restaurant, but going in and actually experiencing the totality, given that it is so close for so, not for everyone who will hear this, certainly, but for many of the people who will hear this. But for
1: people in Chicago, Louisville doesn't have much of a drive. St. Louis doesn't have a lot of a drive. They've got to get down to Cape Girardeau. Um, you know, there there are some major cities, Toronto, or Toronto, if I'm speaking Canadian, um, the people in Buffalo are, are petrified that everyone from Toronto is gonna come down because they're just not in the path. Uh, San Antonio is cut in half, Waco is cut in half, Austin, um, uh, Montreal is cut in half. These places, uh, people are going to get an edge experience, which is actually interesting, but you sacrifice duration of totality and for your first eclipse very 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 meaningful to have as much time to watch that and burn it into your brain as possible uh don't try to photograph it image it retinally because you'll remember it for the rest of your life and Mm -hmm. people will take better pictures than you and don't 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 try it there there is an app and it's a good app but um um I'm, i'm digressing again but but for the for people like me, I might want to see an eclipse on the edge. That would be interesting because I've seen a lot of them. For a first-timer, I'd recommend the duration of totality is is more meaningful. And so if you are in Chicago, you won't get it. If you're in Lafayette, you won't get it. If you're in Frankfurt, you're on the edge. If you're in Lebanon, now we're talking. If you're in Carmel, that's even better. Indy's even, you know, Franklin is on the center line. Bloomington, Knightstown, Newcastle, Vincennes, they're on, uh, uh, Bloomfield, they're on the center line you get the most totality possible but be in the path
0: yep i'm pretty close i think to the center line in fishers
1: yeah you're fine i mean you're fine because what happens is the geometry it doesn't fall off radically until you get right to the edge of the path i can show you a map when i show you the resources if you're i mean fishers and carmel and noblesville not, not, not a problem. And it, I mean, just because you're not on the center line, okay, maybe you lost 30 seconds of totality, but if you're outside the path, you lost totality completely. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 if you, if you have one, remember there are people who fly around the world who spend thousands of dollars to go see these, you know, I went to Kenya to see an 11 second eclipse.
0: Wow, it was
1: one of the most wonderful experiences I can imagine a human being ever. had. I mean, people read the story, and they just don't believe that it could happen. And it did. And it was just phenomenal. I mean, it was just what what an amazing experience. And, and so who cares about 11 seconds? Well, that's all anybody well, I could have gone to Gabon and gotten, you know, 40 seconds. But I, I anyway, there, there we go. Just make sure you're in the path or you won't see anything. I mean you'll yeah. see a partial eclipse but it's not i don't want to negate somebody's experience or make it make it less than it is but i can tell you that that um you know steakhouse versus you know fast food it's yeah it's, it's not the same. absolutely I promise, I su- that's it i promise i'm gonna quit now
0: no it's a, it's good i i suspect we will as after we get through november we will probably organize some places people can come and 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 view it if they need to come from out of town because I know we've had some folks talk about that
1: Hendrix so. County Hamilton County is doing a great job Carmel is all over it they are advertising in Chicago um you know I personally have managed to get Frankfurt and and uh, now Lebanon is completely getting on board the Motor mm-hmm. Speedway is going to open up and have a watch party for the eclipse oh, nice. hundreds of thousands of people oh yeah uh, Claremont's going to have a drag race during totality and Franklin is going to close down its center city. Mooresville is going to close and have everybody's going to be at the football stadium. Um, It's just Vincennes has got several places. Terre Haute, the Children's Museum, is doing so much. Bloomington is just uh, ground zero, too. Oh, yeah.
0: It's right on the line just about. So Franklin.
1: Well, they have astronomy professors at IU. I mean, they they, doing a lot of preparation and a lot of stuff. I am focusing on communities that otherwise wouldn't and probably won't have too many people travel to them, but they mm-hmm. owe it to their kids, their their residents, you know, the time capsule that they put, you know, in their facility uh, to remember a historic event. Because I mean, a town like Bloomfield, let's think about it. It's not a big town. It's not somewhere you would go to. It's not kind of on the way to anywhere. You you have to actually go there to be there. But you know, thousands of people live there. So don't they deserve to have a great eclipse? And and they do. The same eclipse is coming to the Alamo and Niagara Falls is coming to a cornfield in Jamestown. And, yeah. And and, it's a, and and your experience will be wonderful as well. So uh, plan to see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I really appreciate the time you've taken and, and the effort that you're doing to promote this.
0: Thanks for listening to the Starbase Indie Podcast. To find more information about our live event this November, check us out at starbaseindie.org or on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. See you on the Starbase!